everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Gust, and this is, I'll give you a second to guess. You want to guess? This is That's All Pod. Welcome back. So happy you're here. Wow. It's, it's another day, another sleigh, and it's another day of me trying to better myself in the aspect that I have lost all sense of vocabulary. I use the word slay as every single kind of word in the book. Noun, verb, adjective, adverb. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. But slay can be any one of those. Same with fuck. They are inter- used interchangeably across the English language. But I think I need to learn some new words. I tried the word cacophony yesterday. I said there's a cacophony of things. And then I looked up cacophony because I was pretty confident in the way that I used it. But you know what? I used it wrong. It has to do with a bunch of sounds. I thought it was just, a, I said, a cacophony of things. But no, no. Cacophony has to do with a multitude of sounds, not a multitude of just things. So the more you know, the more you learn. Um, this is your Thursday learning lesson. Did you guys notice that I switched from Friday episodes to Thursdays? I really hope you don't mind. But I do think it will help me. Be a little bit better on task. I don't know why, but it just felt right. So Thursday it is now. It's Tuesday. I'm recording this. I was the last two episodes. I recorded so early, like a full week early. And this week I was like ready to record last week. And then I just didn't because I actually didn't know what I want to talk about. And, you know, I keep trying to put myself in these little boxes. And like I told you, I need to quit with the boxes. I got to quit putting myself in boxes. And I talked to my therapist about that today, actually about putting myself in a box but that's a story for another day anyway I'm just trying to be on top of things and I am succeeding my therapist told me that I'm doing a good job so we're gonna take her compliment and run with it thank you Ellery what a cool name also Ellery yeah anyway so welcome back okay today we don't really have a theme I have a couple things I want to talk about chit chat about and we're just gonna go from there because I think that's what we like to do here I don't think it needs to be some worldly revolutionary amazing iconic episode every single week I just like don't think that's necessary and it's unrealistic and that's why I kept giving up on this freaking podcast is because I kept pushing myself to be like so iconic every single week and say these things that are like so helpful and would change your life and we're just so revolutionary but the reality is that I actually don't have that many revolutionary thoughts and they only come once in a while so when they come we're gonna run with it but otherwise we're just gonna chat and we're gonna talk about whatever fucking topic is on the brain whatever multiple topics are on the brain and I feel like I always try to get myself to talk about one topic but the thing is you guys have met me maybe not in person but you've met me here and you can tell that I have ADHD I cannot stick to one specific thing or one singular thought ever so it always ends up all over the place anyway so that's just how it's gonna be okay starting with some life updates though um I did go on a date last week It was anticlimactic, just wasn't really that into them, and that was about it. They were cool, but that was the end of the story. I know that is not what you want to hear, but we just got coffee, we walked around downtown, we got a drink, but I didn't get a real drink, I got a mocktail because it's dry January, and there was just no spark, and then they left on an out-of-town trip and traveled full-time anyway, so I'm not even going to see them, so 
no worries, no worries, okay? It was just a nice little, you know, dip a toe. What's it was the saying? I dipped my toe back in the dating pool. Started off 2024 strong. And we are back to just chilling again. And other updates. I am still decorating my house. I have an obsession. I have an obsession with Goodwill. I have an obsession with decorating. And I am loving every second of it. I just... It's so fun to make a space your own. And I'm doing it with my roommate. And luckily she pretty much likes everything that I like and I like most things that she likes except for her fucking disco ball she's got this disco ball with lights and I know Haley doesn't even listen to this so I'm gonna talk shit about her because this is exactly what I'd say to her face so you can go blab to her but I would say this to her face the disco ball is ugly and she just loves it and I hit it behind the tv and when she wants it I'll bring it back out or if she finds it she'll bring it back out but out of sight out of mind baby it's behind the tv and we're just gonna leave it there for now maybe we'll find a home for her but currently all of her homes are overrun by Haley's plants and my addiction to tiny thrifted items. So I also have an addiction to mocktails currently. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but literally have had a mocktail, I think, every single night for the past, like since we've been living here. We both love Olipops and Poppies. And so I am like determined to get a brand deal with Olipop, even though I know that's like crazy. But I'm just like, in my influencer grind right now which I'll get into in a second but with Olipops we have been trying to like come up with a new little mocktail every night you know the sleepy girl mocktail on TikTok I'm sure you've seen it it's like tart cherry juice magnesium I think they put Olipop or just like any sparkling water um and then mix it up and then you drink it every night and that's kind of like how it started but now we've been having fun like mix like mixing it up with the mocktails so our current go-to as of the last couple nights that we've been like obsessed with is I always have um orange juice in the fridge so we've been trying to use that also I'm just really picky about my orange juices and I only like the ones that are fresh so we have like our little cocktail shaker so I did some coconut cream with some tart cherry juice well, the first time we got 100% cherry juice and this time we got tart cherry juice from concentrate the farm concentrate is definitely way like stronger, way more cherry. So you need a lot less of it, but a little bit of that. And then some magnesium, if we're like feeling like we're trying to like go to bed ASAP and then some orange juice. And then you shake that up in the mixer or in the cocktail shaker. And then the coconut cream gets like nice and foamy. You could also do an egg white to get like that foam, but I just like coconut cream. It's a little coconutty flavor too. And then you strain that into the glass and then you add ice cubes and then you top it off with whatever kind of poppy or olipop you want to use we i i just really love the lemon lime just because it's like a very neutral but we've literally been trying like every single flavor and all of them go together so well um we have like the strawberry the raspberry i like the ginger ale a lot with it actually the lemon lime and the ginger ale are my favorites but you can literally use anything and i'm telling you do that put it in a fancy glass you have the extra five minutes to do that every night and it like elevates your night like i in the winter time you know i love the cozy vibes and i think part of that is like having things to romanticize in your day-to-day and then like my night routine is one of them and so I've just like really been romanticizing that every night and like I I don't know I just love it like I get excited to make dinner I get excited to make my mocktail like every night Haley and I are like okay time to make our mocktail like obsessed loving it thriving life is great overall honestly I really don't have many complaints currently I just have lots of thoughts which I think is good I also think 
I just like recording on days that I have therapy because my brain's like going. I got up this morning. I got ready. I put on a cute outfit. I did a slick back little bun. And if you haven't noticed on my Instagram, I have a lot less hair. You want to know why? I took out the fake hair. I told you natural era is in and we are trying to embrace it. And let me tell you, it's hard. When I got that little tiny nub of a little bun on the back of my head, I'm getting pretty sad that I don't have two rows of fake hair fucking sewn into my scalp. But we're here. We're fine. We're embracing it. We're going to embrace the hair that God blessed me with. And uh, just uh, keep praying for me. Pray for me that I embrace it. No, it actually, I am embracing it. It's fine. I'm accepting that I just don't need to be a fake as fuck long blonde bleach bitch anymore. But I still want to be. I still want to be, but I'm trying to accept that I don't need to be. So yeah, anyway, got ready today and it felt good. Went to therapy. She's like, oh my God, you look so cute. I was like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Because in this time of year, I don't see a lot of people. I don't see many people other than my roommate. Uh, Lauren's coming over later. Maybe Jenna. But I see a handful of people because I'm not really working. I'm just working from home. And that could be a bad thing. And it was a bad thing in past years. But I am embracing it, you guys. I am loving it. If I am not on the couch with my book or my phone or my computer or something to fucking chill out with at like seven, we got a problem. Like I want to be rotting for the last few hours of the night. Go to bed a little bit early, at least get in bed early, trying to wake up earlier. 2024 is your year, people. Our year. You've got this shit. I also just read this book. I thrifted it the other day. It's called How to Kill Men and Get Away With It. And I posted a picture on my story and I just had the How to Kill Men in the picture. And I had multiple people slide up. They were like, what the fuck? Like, that is iconic. I'm like, it is. But it was about a uh, trigger warning uh, essay. But it was about a influencer who literally just murders bad men like rapists and just murders them. And she's obviously kind of a psychopath because she murders them. And there's like like many graphic scenes of her they're like describing the murder and i'm like what but it was really fucking good i read it this i finished it this morning and definitely uh it's not a book where if you're trying to protect your peace you should not be reading that because that book will kind of fuck you up but it was good 10 on 10 recommend okay that's enough of my random thoughts let's get into what i actually kind of want to talk a little bit more about i have like two things that i wrote down actually no i have three see this is what i'm saying the podcast the episodes can't just be one thing because i got multiple things i'm trying to talk about but i'm very passionate about all these and i have many thoughts on all of them so let's get into it number one i went to a vision board brunch on sunday and it was with people that i had never met i knew the one girl because she was a photographer so we're like instagram friends but we weren't even like close instagram like we're just like mutuals um but i saw that she was having a little vision board brunch i've been wanting to make a vision board like a material one an actual physical one rather than just digital and I wanted to like do it with all the magazines and stuff and I saw that she was doing it and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go it was like 40 minutes away I went I am not kidding you guys it was like the best day I had so much fun it was like at 11 and I don't think we left until like three so it was like I mean a good chunk of the day and we all just hung out we chatted the other three or four girls weren't even photographers so it was like we didn't even end up talking about work because that's what happens whenever I meet up with like photographer friends. I love that we end up talking about work because it's like we can relate to each other on that and we don't have normal coworkers. But sometimes it's nice to like 
just hang out with people and work is it's not work related like we are literally just becoming friends and just hanging out and so it was really fun and I think sometimes that I'm like oh maybe I'm just an introvert you know maybe maybe I'm not an extrovert I don't know because I do I talk about how much I love my alone time like doing things alone but I think that's just like I'm an independent extrovert maybe and I think that is really possible for people to drain me like if it's the wrong people I get really drained from hanging out with them but like when it's people that it's like you don't have to put on a show it's like I didn't know any of these people I had no idea like what there was no pressure like it was just like let's just hang out and do this really fun thing together so we all just chatted about life and had snacks and made vision boards and it was so much fun and you guys know I just love a fucking vision board I told you guys about my memoir I think that was last week and I still haven't written my new one yet. So if you haven't written it yet, you still have time. I'm giving myself till February 1st. I feel like the whole first month is like, you know, we're still just getting into the new year. This is like your prep month. And then February 1st is where you like kick it into overdrive. Um, So if you haven't written your memoir, you should do that. But I had made my physical or my digital vision board. And now I have a physical one and I hung it up in my office. And I just feel like it is so nice to have. It's this nice little visual reminder every single day when I sit down at my desk I can be like, oh my God, these are the things I'm looking forward to. So I'll share a picture of that on my story the day this goes up so that you can take a look and maybe I'll like save it to my highlights or something. But I just think if you can make a physical, if you can't make a physical one, at least make a digital one. It is just so beneficial to be able to see like things that you're going for and it makes you like subconsciously work towards them. You don't even have to be thinking about it all the time, but it's like when you like take the time to be like, oh, what do I want to put on my vision board? Like I want to travel more. I want to hang out with friends more. I want to maybe prioritize if you're in a relationship, like prioritize that relationship and do more things with them or you want to buy a house, like literally put on your vision board the things that you foresee for yourself this year and they don't all have to come true, but I just think it helps you, your subconscious be working towards that so that it kind of like infiltrates your conscious mind. I hope that made sense, but I'm just realizing that I just got to hang out with new people. I love all my current friends, but I just want new friends. I want more friends. I love making new friends and I need to put a little bit more effort into that. I joined in one of the podcast groups I'm in, like Facebook groups, um, Fun on Weekdays. I'm sure you've heard of it. If you haven't, you should go listen or at least join the Facebook group. It's like a really good way to connect with people. But they, there's a girl that wanting to do a book club in Grand Rapids and I was going to do it and I still might but like the days aren't really working out but my point is I'm just trying to hang out with some new people make some new friends and I think that you should try and do that too in your area or if you're around here let me know and let's get coffee or something because I love me a new friend before I get into the other two things I was gonna talk about I just remembered I'm modeling tomorrow you guys I've never actually modeled in my life so I am a little bit terrified I also don't have my fake hair as a crutch because that is like it was has been like my thing for the last like year and a half is like I know people don't care about it as much as I do but I just like it was literally my security blanket like this blanket of hair was my security blanket and it if I felt ugly like at least my hair was cute but we are modeling tomorrow at a wedding styled shoot there's like gonna be eight or ten of us all wearing wedding dresses modeling for photographers i am a little bit stressed i will not lie to you but i think it's gonna be really fun i'm getting my hair and makeup done and it feels so cute so yeah i'm excited for that tomorrow anyway dry january 
let's talk about it. I did an episode before on being sober and that was with my friend Abby who was sober for a year and now is back to drinking obviously like in moderation has now like kind of healed her relationship with alcohol I think. So we have talked about sobriety here before but I kind of want to talk about it again and kind of where I'm at now. If you do not recall my history with alcohol i'm just gonna recap it real quick if you're new around here essentially i was goody two shoes i was a goody two shoes up until my senior year of high school i had never drank before did not have an interest in drinking um and then senior year of high school i feel like there's just like a lot going on mentally for me i was really exhausted like my i had a grandparent die i was dealing with just like the stress of senior year and like taking all these college classes and whatever And I just got to the point where I was like, oh, my God, like, I just want to, like, escape all of this negativity and pain and anxiety and let's start partying. So I got really into my party era from the time I was like 18 to probably about 21, 18 to 20, a lot, though. And I just went really hard. Like I if I drank, I was binge drinking like I was going so fucking hard. I was getting blacked out all the time, which for me, for some reason, was just really easy for me to black out and really easy for me to get like just so fucking drunk. I've always had a really low tolerance. And so I would be going out and just blacking out all the fucking time. So my relationship with alcohol was not good. And I used it to numb a lot of feelings that I had to escape from the real world I did never I never learned how to drink responsibly that wasn't something I did and honestly wasn't something I started doing until somewhat recently and honestly when I turned 21 I kind of got the ick from alcohol I kind of stepped back a little bit I turned it's like I think the excitement of being 21 and actually being legal makes it a little bit less exciting to drink and so I was like oh I'm legal I just did my 21st in Vegas. I, yeah, that's enough for me. Like I'm kind of over it. And I just started paying attention to my health more in general around that time. That it was after I like lost like 30 pounds and stopped eating dairy and just like paid more attention to what I was putting in my body and the same thing now. And at this point, I feel like I've just consumed a lot of media kind of educating on sobriety and alcohol in general, how it's it's so normalized how much we drink. And I, w- I want you guys to take this all with a grain of salt because I'm not perfect. And I clearly have poisoned my body a lot. And I'm not shaming any of you if you choose to drink. Like, that's not at all I'm getting at. But I'm just kind of sharing the information that I have been learning. And it's just that alcohol has been so normalized. And we know, like, in the U.S., it's way more normal for kids to get blacked out. Like, because it's not legal till we're 21 and we want to be able to do this thing that's illegal and then once it becomes legal it's like yeah we still want to do it but like it's less I I personally craved it less because it was not illegal anymore and that's like bad but still in other countries it's like oh you can start drinking at 16 like you're having a glass of wine at dinner you're learning how to pace yourself rather than getting blacked out and binging all the fucking time you're casually drinking a lot more socially drinking rather than just binging every single weekend and in college, that's what I was doing. It was like Thursday, Sunday, I'm fucking drinking every single night and I'm getting wasted. And the more that I've learned about it and realized that like alcohol actually is such a poison to your body and is just so not good for you, especially in large quantities, I have really tried to take a step back and be a little bit better about it. So 
I must have been like winter of like 2021 into 2022. I didn't drink for like the pod. I was I was doing the podcast around then, but I didn't drink for probably like five months. I think I was probably sober. And that was honestly because I was really anxious and depressed. I was also in my past relationship that was not really great. And so there's like a lot of reasons, but I just like didn't have I wasn't going out to meet people necessarily and I was like living in a small town so I was drinking a lot less and then went sober for like five months and then after the breakup I was like you know what I want to go out and meet people and I want to drink again and so I started drinking again and then kind of drank a lot 2022 2023 again I think I was better with it and I would have my moments like I definitely got very drunk wasted a couple times last year but I definitely think my relationship with alcohol has been improving Still not perfect, but improving. And I tried to do sober September. And then I think I made it like nine days in and I was shooting a wedding. It was a friend's wedding. I had friends at the wedding. They were in the wedding. I was having a lot of fun. I got done working at like nine. I wasn't planning on drinking. And I kept saying it was sober September. And then everybody's having fun. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a high noon. Next thing I knew, I had three high noons and I'm drunk. And I don't think that's bad. And I think that's what the last few months I've been really working on is like, deciding if it's important to me to fully cut out alcohol or if it's important to me to heal my relationship with alcohol and I still don't 100% know the answer but I know that drinking in large quantities not only makes me feel physically bad but it makes me feel mentally bad like I didn't realize that like when I drink the next day like I might not actually be hung over to the point where I'm like sick in bed. Like I don't feel right for the next few days. Like I'm bloated. I feel kind of like shit. My brain is foggy. I feel kind of, I just don't feel right. And like, I don't want to live my life like that personally. And so I was really trying to drink a lot less, but then I had so many weddings this fall where they were so fun. They were all my friends' weddings. And so I ended up drinking at them and I kept feeling guilty afterwards, but at the same time, like I wasn't doing anything stupid. I wasn't making bad decisions. I wasn't making a fool of myself. I wasn't getting sick. I wasn't throwing up. So I'm like, why do I feel so bad about this? Like I don't, it doesn't need to be so black and white. Like I just want to do better and I think I'm doing better. And then New Year's, I was like, you know what? I want to get drunk. I got drunk on New Year's. We know I made out with a 37 year old man. Okay. No need to recap that. But after new year's i was like i'm gonna do dry dry january i definitely have a desire to do that and i think what i'm realizing is like before i would never just casually have a drink during the week that never interests me the only thing that interests me was going out and getting wasted on the weekends and i think that there's like sorry there's like multiple thoughts but because i would only drink on the weekends and get drunk every time i drank i had no desire to just like have a casual glass of wine during the week because I'm like oh no alcohol is for getting drunk why would I waste my alcohol consumption during the week when like I'm gonna do it this weekend and get fucked up and then it got to the point where I'm like oh wait actually I don't want to get fucked up on the weekend I don't really have a desire to get drunk I actually just want a glass of wine for like the vibes and the fun of like trying new wines and then I want to go to post off and go to these little cocktail bars where I can just get a glass of wine and hang out with my friends and like have it be a social event And I would go and I would like say like, oh, I can get a mocktail. But I'm like, well, if I'm going to be here and pay $8 for a mocktail, I might as well pay $10 for a cocktail. But then I would be annoyed that I'm drunk or that I'm tipsy. So it was just as like back and forth that I think I've been just really trying to figure out how I feel about and how to move forward from there. 
And so this month with I'm like, okay, dry January. I don't want to drink this month. I got drunk on New Year's. I was hungover. I don't like the feeling. Also, with after being diagnosed with PCOS, like I truly, I keep going through some like phases, but I really do want to do everything that I can to help with these symptoms because when I do, like when I watch my sugar intake, when I don't eat dairy, when I watch my gluten intake and I pay attention to my cortisol levels and I'm working on my stress and I'm moving my body and I'm going for walks. Like when I actually do the things that are supposed to help with my PCOS and my symptoms, I feel so much better. And so I'm like, I want to take my health seriously. That's something I really want to prioritize again this year. And I think I have been for the last few years, but even more so this year. And for me, having a glass of wine every night is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not getting drunk off of it. I think that my relationship with alcohol is good or better, but I just don't think it's necessary specifically when I know it's not good for my symptoms of PCOS. And so this month we've been all about our mocktails. We've been making mocktails every night and I have not once had the desire to drink. Like I have not been craving a drink whatsoever. And I think that's actually one night I was making a joke to Haley that I was like, I need a fucking drink right now. But I didn't actually want one and I did not have one. And I'm realizing like I like the fun of having a fun little drink. And sometimes like I'm like just drinking like a poppy like in a fancy glass will like satisfy that for me. But I think it's also like I want to like mix a fun little drink and like I want to have fun. And I think when you're making I'm having a glass of wine, like I'm not mixing something, but I think it's just like it's the fun of trying new things and with drinking it's like oh I found this new wine to try I found this new seltzer to try I saw this new mixed drink we should try and make and put in a fancy glass and I think I just like to do the romanticizing part of it because you guys know I love to romanticize literally every single thing about my life as much as I can and that's one of them and so I'm just really focusing on being intentional if I do want to drink from here on out. So I'm going to finish up January. I'm going to see how I feel. Maybe I'll take it into February. February, I'm going on two trips and I'm going to Puerto Rico with some friends and then I'm going to South Dakota with a friend and I'm staying with her and her family and they're like super like huge wine people. They love wine. And it's like, I don't want to count myself out from that. Like if I want to have a glass of wine while I'm there, I think I should be allowed to do that. And no one like I shouldn't stop myself from doing that as long as I'm doing it with like a good mindset. Like I want to have a glass of wine just because I want to try new wine and enjoy the experience with those people rather than I want to drink three glasses of wine so I can get drunk tonight. And I think I've been out of like the drunk mindset for quite a while. It's just occasionally, you know, I think we all have the desire to get fucked up. But I have also kind of replaced that with weed at this point. Um, I don't really smoke. I will occasionally. I haven't much, um, but really just edibles has kind of been what I've been more into. I tried my first edible in September, actually, when I was in Alaska. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend about this and then I was actually talking to my therapist about it today. And we were talking about like how I am independent and I just love to do things alone anymore. And I don't really get scared. I've been like having all these I like always have nightmares about getting chased and killed but like I don't get I don't think about that in real like in real life my day-to-day I'm not thinking about getting kidnapped and murdered and killed I never worried about that I'm actually need to be more aware of it but then I have dreams about it and so my therapist and I were talking about that anyway I was saying that I started taking edibles and it's relaxing where was I going with this see this is my problem I just like literally took 
three different back roads to fucking figure out where the fuck this conversation was going. But point being, I have now been taking edibles and I'm actually enjoying taking edibles and I love just a little couple milligrams at night. Like my edibles are like 10 milligrams. If you know anything about edibles, I have 10 milligram edibles. I literally only take half at max because if I take half, that's five milligrams and that has me high as a fucking kite. Haley and I got high the other night. We literally just like watched. I don't even know what we did. I think we like watched a movie or something and then made mocktails and then I laid in bed and watched TikToks. And like to me, I'm not saying that I want to do it all the time, but I think it's a nice, nice little relaxation rather than getting drunk. And for me, I'm not like hungover. It's just different. So that's where I've been at with alcohol, planning to finish out dry January and kind of see where that goes see if I'm going to take it into February. If I keep going after that, I don't know, but I just think it's really nice to start thinking about your alcohol intake, your relationship with alcohol, because especially in America, we struggle like so many of us struggle with our relationship with alcohol and tend to binge drink. And I just, it is not good. It is not good. Also people in other countries have issues with um, alcohol too. I'm just saying it's really common for like teenagers, young adults to be like binging in America. I get so thirsty when I sit here and talk for so long, you guys. And then I sit here and talk for so long and I'm like, does any of this even matter? Does anybody even care? What have I even said? I don't even know. But here we are and here we will be and here I will keep going. Those are my thoughts on dry January. The other thing I wanted to talk about, and this has been something that I have been passionate about recently okay and I've been talking to everybody and their brother about it because it is just mind-boggling to me it has me flabbergasted it has me shook all right so let's talk about it if you're not in the photography industry I'm gonna you're gonna this is gonna be a lot more backstory all right so if you're not a photographer you will probably be completely unaware to this topic and I have no idea but I just I just think it's an interesting conversation to have even with people who are not photographers. So here it is. Basically, there is this photographer and I might as well just name him. Why does it matter? His handle is the art of Chewy. His name is Chewy. Actually, I don't know what his name is. I think his name is Jesus. People call me Chewy. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Chewy. Okay, we're going to call him Chewy. He lives in California and he's a super like moody intimate couples photographer and his thing has been I've been following him for a long time um and basically he just is super into like intimate photography and I think that has its time and place I think that's incredible I think boudoir photos like single boudoir photos or which is if you don't know boudoir it's like lingerie um when women do that I think it's incredible I think that the human body and people's bodies tend to be specifically women tend to be over sexualized a lot I mean men too but the body is a body like I don't think it's always that deep and I think that there's a reason that people take a lot of inspiration from from bodies because they are beautiful and they are unique and they're really fucking cool and naked bodies don't always have to mean something you don't have to be over sexualized like boobs don't have to mean anything do you get what I'm saying like I think that there's time and place for the human body to be recognized and captured and observed in that way. 
that being said, his whole thing is intimate couples photography. And so, like, his shoots are, like, always, usually, like, in-home, I think. Not always, but a lot of times they're, like, in-home, in, like, Airbnbs. Like, just very intimate, at-home vibes doing, like, very, like, documentary things. Like, I'm looking at one up one right now where they're, like, painting or, like, smoking a joint. And, like, they're always... It used to be that they were just, like, half naked, but now, like, most posts are, like, they're naked naked. And I think it's incredible. Like, I think it's really cool. I think the photo is really beautiful. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I obviously have couples that are, like, making out and rolling all over each other, and I don't view that in a weird way. Like, I, I always tell people that I'm, like, you guys making out in front of me, like, means nothing to me. All I'm paying attention to is the light and the composition and, like, you guys connecting. Like, I'm worried about your connection and not it's never crossed my mind that like it's it would be weird do you get what i'm saying like it's never crossed my mind that taking photos of people in even like in bathing suits on the beach like i've done super steamy like i'm basically half naked when you're in a bathing suit on the beach and like they're all over each other and straddling each other making out and like i just i'm like yeah like hyping up i'm like oh that's hot like that's awesome but like i'm never thinking that deep about it okay point being that this man has now opened up to offering not only steamy sessions but he's calling them making love steamy sessions he is now offering sessions where you can have sex during your session let me just let that like sink in for a second and when i first saw this i had seen another creator post on their story about how they saw this person offering this didn't name names but i was like oh i bet i knew who that is because i had followed him but like his stuff never really comes up on my page because i'm it's not like like it is it is really cool but it's just not always my vibe um and so i go look it up and i see this and at first i was like trying to defend him because i'm like you know like that's not that like it's crazy but like i don't know like everybody has their thing like it's not that weird blah 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 And then I like do more reading and I do more research and I realize that every there's all these comments of everybody like hyping him up and being so excited for him on this post. I don't want to read you guys the entire caption of his post because it is really long and just it is I don't know it's a lot but basically he's just saying like people would always ask him do people like do it after this like there's no way they didn't have sex after this like can we do it after this blah 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 and he's saying that now he is going to introduce this and he says of course curiosity is undeniably the driving force and fuel that i've always been trusted to help lead the way i've given permission for that curiosity within me to take over to take over all of me this year and help lead the way um and he's just saying that he is offering these and he has five free sessions to bring to people and I just have so many thoughts. I've talked about it with so many people at this point that I can't even fully put my thoughts together. But I go and click on his post then and he says he has a blog post written about it. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me go. Let me go look at it. And in his blog post, like he says, mind you, it takes me like three clicks to get there. I'm on his Instagram. I click on the link in his bio and then I'm on his blog post. And it says like NSFW warning, the following blog post in 10 over 18 plus. But he's talking about in his blog post that like the same things that he had at first in his caption on Instagram, but he's saying that 
he's constantly gotten asked the question, would I ever photograph my couples in the act of making love on camera? Be so quick to turn down the request or make lighthearted jokes because I felt uncomfortable with it. I want to ensure that my couples feel comfortable in the space that we create. He said, I created a new style of photography within my industry by pulling on your heartstrings and allowing you to feel what's happening in the art. They aren't just images. Each one proudly stands as its own work of art. And when you view the story as a whole, the masterpiece comes to life. And then I thought if anyone's going to do this and be the king of steam to take on such a creative and exploratory challenge that people might be hesitant to take on themselves like it would be me. He talks about just his life and like how he's kind of gotten to this point and deciding to do this and says, I think this all stems from wanting to ensure that I give it my all, that I not only make my couple proud of the art that we are creating, but I make myself and my family proud as well. And I think like a lot of that is really true and I think it's really beautiful. And I think that what the overall part of what he's getting at is I understand like you're saying that people's relationships are beautiful and telling their story in the most authentic way is beautiful. And I think after at first I thought this was like insane to be taking pictures of people having sex which I think it still is in a way but I thought it was like absolutely crazy and like no place for it and the more I've like thought about it and talked about it with people I'm realizing that I think my issue with it is that it is so public personally I do not think that he is any longer in the photography industry I think that he is in the porn industry and I think that he has changed industries and I think that's fine but I think that he needs to be aware of that and I I know I'm just talking about him specifically because he's the one that did it but I think this is like an overarching thing that number one just any porn and sex work like is so easily accessible on the internet and with it being on Instagram I understand that it is up to people and I don't norm I'm not normally one to be like you shouldn't put this on the social media because other people can see it that like shouldn't be able to see it like 10 year olds with Instagram but in this scenario it's just like I just don't think this is the place and I don't think this is the industry anymore. I think you've taken a turn and I think you are doing something that you might be really passionate about. And I don't want to go as far as to say it's creepy because you could then go as far as to say that what I do is creepy. And I think that's ultimately my issue that I'm realizing with this whole thing is that I'm not saying this is going to ruin the industry or be that big of a deal. This could be kind of dramatic. But the fact that I may now have to field questions from couples asking if they can have sex during their session because they saw that this other photographer does it. And obviously he's made it his entire brand. And so I don't think that people are going to come up to me and ask that. But I think his point is that he's going to start the concept of normalizing this. And I personally don't think it's something to be normalized. Along with the fact that not only is he taking these photos and creating these images, but he's big on making gifts, so he's basically making short little videos. And then he shared that he'll be sharing more over on X, which is Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter because X is fucking annoying. And I go and check out his Twitter because at this point I'm so deep in it and I want to see it all. And on Twitter, there is a minute long video of these people having sex. And that, my friends, that, my friends, is porn. That is porn. That is not photography anymore. And I just, it makes me extremely uncomfortable that this is now associated with our industry and it's like a part of our industry. And the fact that he has such a huge platform and is really hyping this up, like genuinely just makes me uncomfortable. And maybe that's my own problem. Maybe I'm not secure enough in myself and me as a sexual being or other people as sexual beings. I'm not sure. 
but I just don't think it should be so easily accessible along with the fact that the blog post that took me three clicks to get to literally has videos of them having sex her with her mouth on him you can paint the rest of the picture for yourself so I'm just like what is the internet coming to I think that sex workers deserve their own space and everyone has a right to do whatever they want I don't normally really give a fuck what people do but the fact that like this is going to bleed through our industry and I think it's going to have a bigger impact than we think it is right now like I think that it will cause people to then wonder if they can ask me and like personally that that makes me uncomfortable if someone came to me and asked if they could have sex during their session that is a resounding no that is something for you and your partner or and then this is where I'm like my my thoughts on it have kind of evolved a little bit over the past few days where it's like at first I was like this is insane this is crazy I can't believe he's even taking pictures of that but I think it's the fact that it's just so publicized I think it's one thing if he's like hey I did this kind of session I am actually offering this now if you want to see my portfolio let me know if you want to see more of these photos like if the couple's okay with me showing them like I'll send them to you but I think it's the fact that they are all over his blog post. They are now going to be on Twitter and st- he's still sharing quite intimate things on Instagram, which I don't think is necessarily bad, bad, but I don't know. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. I just think that this like opens the door for a lot of other things and I don't necessarily think that's right. I don't think that taking the photos and creating the content that he's creating I don't think that belongs in our couple's photography industry I think it is a whole new industry he's talking about being groundbreaking in this industry but that's not what this is you have now moved into a different industry and it just like really fucking bothers me and then it gets me thinking about just like the internet in general and it's like what should be on the internet like I don't know if that should be on the internet And if it is, I think it should be in a corner tucked away somewhere different, not so easily accessible on everyday social media. I am all for normalizing things that haven't been normalized before, but I just don't think this is one of them. And maybe that's an unpopular opinion. I don't fucking know. And I'm really trying not to be judgmental. And I'm trying to I'm a person who genuinely typically tries to see most perspectives and understand where people are coming from and I don't care about most people's choices about most things unless they're hurting other people and I think this is a a point where like it could hurt other people is it right now no and maybe it is I don't know I don't know I don't know see now I'm just talking in circles and I like get myself so confused but I just think this is a very odd thing and I don't really think it should be happening like I'm I'm on the blog post right now guys number one picture is her with her hand on his dick like that is crazy to me that it is just so easily accessible to anyone and everyone and I just think that that's not part of storytelling and it makes me feel I don't know how to explain this it makes me then feel like overthink what I'm doing because I'm like okay if he has such an interest to do this like does that make him a pervert 
and I've had multiple people like say that they're like I feel like that's so perverted and I feel like that's like so weird of him to want to take those photos and then I'm sitting here and I'm like oh my god is it weird that I like want to take pictures of people when they're making out and they're in love it's never weirded me out before I've never once thought deeper about it I just like to me I am telling their story and like I actually like I don't see like the sexual bind I see that like these are two people in love that are enjoying their life together but now it like has me overthinking it and I just like don't like that I don't like that this is like in in our industry now I'm gonna stop talking about it now because I feel like I'm talking in circles and normally I don't name drop but I feel like it's a big enough creator that it is valid you know what I'm saying like that is out on the internet and I feel like him putting that out that he, he knew that it would have the potential to have negative side effects and negative reactions and on the flip side I'm happy for him if he's getting positive reactions from this and he has people that are interested and if this is his livelihood and what truly makes him happy then more power to him I obviously can't do anything to stop it my little podcast me talking about it with my friends isn't going to do anything to stop it but I do think it's an interesting conversation to have and to think about because I am curious what this will do to our industry and kind of what it will shift, whether it's photographers, how they approach things, if they're open to doing that. Um, before, I would have thought it would have been like a laughable thing to even consider doing that. And now I think it's going to be normalized. And that just is a little bit weird and a little bit scary to me. But It just makes you think about what's on the internet and what should and shouldn't be on the internet. Sometimes I think about things that I put on the internet. I'm like, should I have put this on here? Is that too open? This podcast right here, me talking about deep things in my life. I'm like, should I be putting that on the internet? I don't fucking know. But it's interesting. If you have any thoughts on it, definitely DM me because I'm just really enjoying this conversation. Also, any thoughts on dry January? feel free to DM me because you know I just love to talk and I love a good conversation so my DMs are always open to you guys. I know that was a really weird way to end off this uh, episode but that's all I got okay. I it is now 5 p.m. my friend's on her way over. I'm gonna make a mocktail. I'm gonna prep some dinner. If you haven't prepped some dinner for yourself, go get at it. Get after it. Make yourself a little mocktail. I'm telling you, go make yourself a mocktail right now. Right now. I don't care if you're driving. Stop the car. Pull over. Get some Olipop and make yourself a mocktail. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. As always, go leave a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcast. Helps me so much. I'm going to keep this podcast going for you guys because I love you. I love you lots and I love the podcast. And I still have hats for sale. If you want some merch, it's hot pink. It's a hot pink trucker hat. It says that's all podcast. It slays. It is cute as fuck. I think you need one. I have a lot left because I did an absolutely terrible job of promoting them and I have literally like 30 of them. So if you want one, hit me up and just DM me about it because I'm, I closed on the shop because it was costing me more money than I was even making on the hats because I haven't fucking sold more than a handful. So if you want one, let me know. This is not me forcing you. Don't spend money if you don't have it. But if you do want a hat, let me know. Maybe I'll give you a deal because I got a lot of them. Okay. I love you guys so much already. Thanks for listening. I will talk with you next week. That's all. Bye.